Hello and welcome to Coffee and the Cosmos with Sagima Bay. And I'm your host, Craig Wells. And we're having such a great day today. I'm actually just sitting here drinking a cup of coffee. I figure from time to time I should have a little coffee on the show for our Coffee in the Cosmos. I love my coffee and um, or whatever your favorite beverage is. Sometimes you just want to sit back and meditate before the Lord. and I want to encourage you to do that, you know, and not meditate on the bad things or negative things or things you're going through, but meditate on the Lord. I want to go right into the word today. Because as I was preparing for this message, Yahweh brought me back to the children of Israel when they were set free from captivity by the hand of God. No, by the strong hand of God. No, let's go even more than that. By the mighty strong hand of God. No, no, let's just go a little more than that. By the godly strong hand, mighty hand of God. I mean, the things you read about was phenomenal and it destroyed a kingdom from their powers of holding the children of Israel into bondage. They all watched as they were delivered and set free. It reminds me, when we get born again, we get born from above, we are set free from the laws of the governance of the earth, just like the children of Israel were set free from the laws of the governance of Egypt, binding them and labeling them a slave but Yahweh set them free that they may go worship their God as sons, that they may go worship their God as chosen ones, that they may go worship their God in the wilderness, that they may set themselves before the Lord. Now think of this beautiful picture because when you and I were born again, for me it was 48 years ago, for you it could be 48 minutes ago or a thousand years ago, well not a thousand, but you know, your whole life, whatever it is. At that moment of conception that we believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, we repented of our sins, we believed in our heart, we stepped into being a true born again, born from above, son of the Most High God by the completed work of Yeshua the Christ. And we're no longer in bondage, though we did live in the earth, but we're no longer in bondage. But we are glorious sons of the Most High God. So let's go talk about this as the children of Israel is now set free. Moses to them is like a king, right? God has used him greatly, destroyed Pharaoh's power of slavery on them. They're out in the desert and they begin to get hungry. They're on their journey to promise. Now, I want you to think about that. They're on their journey to promise. Say, I'm on my journey to promise. Now, they're out there in the wilderness, but they're free. They are not getting beaten. They're not slaves. They're not being um, lorded over. They're not having their children abused. They're not being raped by the Egyptians. They're not being sold and taken out of their family. They are actually in the desert place journeying to the promised land of milk and honey, the fulfillment of all things to their life, that they will have peace, that they will have a good land, that they will have a prosperous land. 
And there's so many messages that I can preach right now because there's a reason it took 40 years because God was working out the things out of their life that they could actually do well in the promised land. Because on your way to the promised land, Yahweh will do what he needs to do to put the squeeze on you, to put the pressure on you, to allow the pressure on you, to squeeze out the things that are not fit for the promised land. It doesn't mean you won't get to the promised land. A lot of them did not go to the promised land because they took 40 years and that generation didn't go in. But that's not what God's trying to do anymore these days. But the process is still the same. And he fed a manner. So just let's look at the manner for a minute. I want to go to the word of the Lord. Exodus 16, 35. And it says, And the sons of Israel, sons of promise, ate the manna for 40 years until they came to an inhabited land. They ate the manna until they came to the border of the land of Cana, the land of promise. Now listen. Let me read this other part about, about the matter, right? Um, now it says in Numbers 11, 9, when the dew came down on the camp at night, the manna would come down with it. The manna would come down in the night watch, in the secret place, in the hidden place. That's a whole nother message in itself, but you can go ahead and just start reading into that, okay? And let's go to Exodus 16, 31. And the house of Israel named the bread manna, and it was like coriander seed. Y'all know my broken Cajun English, Hebrew. White, and it tastes like a wafer with honey. Now, that's pretty wild. It tastes like a wafer that was already dipped in honey. Think about that. Kind of like honey toasted O's <laughs> cereal, right? And so this is what God gave them while they're out in the land. They're out in the promise road, the promise road journey but Yahweh fed the manna now at first I'm sure it was the delight they were hungry they were starving it was like God are you gonna feed us we only had so many chickens and ducks that we brought with us right only so many goats and all the things that they brought with us on the journey which they brought a lot of stuff but that's a lot of people there was millions of people that's a lot of people to feed and Yahweh began to pour manna out in the middle of the night when the dew came it would begin to flake and become like this flaky substance, like a bread light substance that tasted like honey. There would be full substance for them in the place of their purification. Listen, listen, listen. He didn't feed them with steaks and he didn't feed them with chocolate ice cream and he, he didn't feed them with the best coffee at the local coffee store and he gave them manna from heaven, bread of heaven, that they may eat of it, that it would be sweet to their taste and fulfillment to their body in the place of sanctification, the place of trying, the place of concentration. <laughs> Not concentration like concentration camp. <laughs> okay, they might have felt like they were in a concentration camp, but concentration you know, where it goes through the whole body. It was sanctifying and concentrating the, 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 I know I'm saying the word wrong, the whole body. I'm sure Paul's laughing right now. And some of my other friends want to correct me. Well, just send me the right word, but you know what I'm talking about. 
Because in your journey to your promise, sometimes God feeds you what you need more than what you desire. And then he'll require what you desire and only give you what he feels you need. But it's all part of the process. I mean, think about it. God could have rained down stakes. He could have rained down T-Bone or he could have multiplied their herd. He could have multiplied all these things and, and made them, you know, hey, look, go cook some this and go cook some that, right? He, he could have threw up a five guys from with a chocolate malt and a triple cheeseburger with bacon. Come on now. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. He could have, but he didn't. But what he did, he gave them manna from heaven. Come on, I want to get this in your spirit because I'm not speaking about just food right now. As to say, the physical food that they ate, but I'm decreeing about the manna of the provision that comes out of the secret place. It came out of the unknown place. It didn't have a factory on the side of the mountain throwing out chips of bread. It was from the unseen place, from the other dimension. It came out of heaven. It says that it came out of heaven. And it was gifted to them to eat for nourishment that they may have their nourishment supplied for on their way, and I keep hearing this word, purification. Yahweh uses trials to purify. He uses journey of the desert to sanctify and consecrate. Consecrate, that's the word. <laughs> Consecration, not being thrown in a furnace. Although you could feel like you're in a furnace sometimes during this journey of living in the up here and walking in the heavens, I can tell you I felt like I was in a concentration camp or I was in a furnace. Well, you know, why would God do such things? Well, it's, to be honest with you, um, life usually does it and Yahweh will use life that's around you as a process of going into you to squeeze out the finer oil of you, the finer parts of you, the better parts of you, that you can grow into the fullness of the desired purpose and goal and desire of who you are in Yahweh. Now, he even got to the point, even though God was sustaining them, they whined and complained and was saying, listen, won't you just take us back to Egypt? Won't you just take us back to bondage? At least we had some onions and leeks and, you know, we could bake some bread in the oven and, uh, you know, hey, you know, we slaved like uh, toiling every day and our kids were raped and uh, our women were stolen from us. But hey, we had better food. <laughs> I mean, think about that process. A lot of times when we're in the trying place, our natural flesh will want to go back to what's comfortable. Our natural flesh will want to go back to what was familiar. Our natural flesh will say, hey, listen, this is too hard now, Lord. I don't know if I want to be pressed this much. I'll just stay with the anointing I got. <laughs> I don't know about this, Yahweh. I mean, now that doesn't work for me, but it does work that way for a lot of people. And I'm not saying I'm better than no one, but 
I'm just a fix to be apprehended of what I'm apprehended after. And I've not apprehended it yet. So I don't care what I have to go through. I'm going to apprehend the glory to the level of the glory that I know that Yahweh has in the earth that's available for every man and woman. This has nothing to do with Craig specially. But on the same hand, I want to be a forerunner and grab a hold of that fire from the throne of God that comes to man that will consume us as a consuming fire, but make us into the delight and the joy of him. But that doesn't mean on your way to a journey that you don't settle. A lot of people settle on their way to journey. Uh, just to bring in short, uh, think about it when, you know, they were in New York in the olden days and there was nothing but wilderness and Indians, but they heard about the California gold rush and they wanted to go get the gold. How many of them, are multitudes, a high, high percentage, never made it to California? They found a place of land and said, you know what? I'll just settle for this. Uh, they might have found the little country town and said, you know what? I didn't make it there, but I'll make a living here. I'll just settle along the way. And they lived the rest of their life there. And that's why they called them settlers. Because they just settled along the way before they ever got to their purpose and dream. I'm not knocking that. That's how God used. Listen, you can go and watch Israel and watch what happened to them when they were going on their journey and see how many people in their hearts and their emotions settle along the way. And that's how God advances things and spread out things. And that's how we got people all over our country. It's probably the same way you got people all over your country. They had a purpose and a mind to get somewhere. And some of them along the way said, you know, this is far enough. That many people die in the way out west. Many, many people die. It was too hard, too cold, too this, too many Indians. So I'm not knocking them for settling. They, they made something of where they were. But in the same hand, that's what we get tempted to do when the trial's on and the fire's on. And Yahweh's only giving us manna, but glory is coming. So you may or may only get manna right now, but I'm going to tell you something. Why don't you just go into the heavenly room and eat of the manna of heaven. Say, Yahweh, let me eat of the manna of heaven. Let it do its perfect work in consecrating me, sanctifying me, purifying me making me aligned with the heavens that I may house the glory of Elohim. Yahweh, Yeshua, Rakadesh. I give myself to this. I thank you for what I'm going through because I'm going to the promise. I encourage you, don't quit. Shake it off. Eat your manna. Go to the secret place, go into the night watch and receive the glory as you get to your destination of destiny that's inside of you. Once again, this is Sigima Bay. I love you. You are so beautiful. May you rest in the manner of Yahweh on your way to purpose. Shalom.